0: Now, text your wife and tell her that we left that station two years ago, all right? And if she's on there, she's hearing hip-hop music right she now. She said just
1: what she told me. <laughs> she said, what kind of station are you on anymore? There
0: you go. you tell her, I'm doing hip-hop station. You, you didn't hear me rapping earlier? <laughs> <That> was... <laughs> She said, When did you go on a rap station? Oh, that's so funny. Honey, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, 1011. <laughs> one. That's where we're at now. 1011 one, FM, the answer. I know it's confusing. We've moved around a lot over the last five years. I've got my home here now, have been here for four years at 1011, one, and I'm not going anywhere. Uh, just let you know. And Rush now is here, and it's good to have him. There's bigger announcements coming up in the very near future and when those come up everybody's going to go what? I'm just at what? And you heard me talking about one today, Zach. You heard me talking about somebody in the studio over there. And and you went, "Oh, really?" And I, "Yeah, I've known him for a long time." So anyway, there's there's big changes coming and uh we believe that You want conservative talk, and so we're going to give you conservative talk here at 101. I mean, this is going to be the bastion, the home of conservative talk. All right, with that said, speaking of conservatives, I got a great one sitting in the studio with me, and it's a state senator, Gary Stubblefield, and it's a pleasure to have him. When I'm over at the Capitol, we always try to get him on from time to time to talk, because He'll let us know kind of what's going on behind the curtain. I mean, when you go over to the Capitol, it's kind of like playing the Wizard of Oz at times. You got to see what the wizard is doing behind uh, behind the uh, curtain. And I'm talking about the governor. The The governor is the leader, supposedly, is supposed to be the leader of the party. Is he not?
1: Supposedly. Supposedly.
0: Yeah. All right. However, here's the problem that I'm having with this governor. He doesn't follow the principles in this little book I got in my hand here, which says Arkansas values and Arkansas common sense. And I just open it up and says that our principles are the power of faith in God. I don't doubt that about our governor, the sanctity of life. I don't doubt that about our governor, individual responsibility and initiative. We can talk about that Uh, individual freedom and liberty secured by a limited government. I've got problems with the governor about that private property I kind of feel that he's pretty so- solid on that lower taxes to produce economic growth I got problems with the governor strong national defense he doesn't have anything to do with that basically the personal right to own and bear arms I think that we have an area that we probably don't we don't agree with the equal and just enforcement of the law I think we can find a very strong common ground with him on that in separate and equal branches of government, I think that we can have a, a strong discussion about that. So, uh, there's there's some real problems, it seems to me, and that and and I've said this, uh, s- senator, before. I think Asa was perhaps the right guy to be the bridge between 137 years of Democratic control and the start of what I hope to be. Never-ending control by conservative Republicans. I don't think we could have come in. You, 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 change. You tell me if you think I'm wrong. I, I, I just think that we couldn't have come in and unleashed what we really, really, really believe in. You know, hard in the state and in and the citizens be ready for it. Do you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay,
0: so so Asa is probably the right kind of guy. He's don't take this wrong, Governor. What I'm going to say, I don't mean it as being bad, mean to you. I mean it as a compliment. He's soft enough that we could land and not shake the earth too badly.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, I agree
0: with that. But now, after one full term, the second term starting, it's it's time to change our government from big government to efficient, small government, and that's being hard to do with this governor.
1: Well, Dave, I think we need to get back to what the founders intended for the government to be, and that is small. Well. It's small because uh, the government's main duty, and and all you have to do is read the the, uh, Declaration of Independence, is to protect the the inalienable rights, the God-given rights of every person in the state of Arkansas, those are rights that are are handed down from the God, Almighty, the, yeah, from a much higher power. That's exactly than right. State government, and uh, we shouldn't even be discussing any any further infringements upon the Second Amendment in but this
0: state. Bottom line, None. government is just supposed to protect those rights, not change That's those rights. That's the reason rights.
1: governments were instituted to protect those rights. You know. Uh, and like I said before, to to make sure that uh, justice is is meted out to those uh, who need justice, I I'll share this with you. I, <clears throat> I've already shared it with you a little before, but I told Dave I, I when I got elected in 2010, I would drive down Cantrell. I stayed in Montmel and drive down Cantrell, and uh, would turn on Cross Street right by the Salvation Army headquarters, and I would notice fifteen to twenty people laying on the sidewalk on cardboard boxes with blankets covered up in January and February and March. And I would stop occasionally and and try to visit with some of them. I visited with one today. Uh, Some of those people are there as a result of bad decisions, which we're all guilty of. Some of those people are there because of addictions to uh, alcohol and drugs. Some of that is a result of Programs that the government the government has cut, like the mental health programs back in the nineties.
0: Well, the change in opioid. The ch- now the, that's it's, exactly it's, it's right. It's forcing people onto heroin of all things.
1: Yes, yes, and and you know most of those people, uh, they don't want to be there. And when you think about it, they are our refugees, but they are citizens of the state of Arkansas. Yep, they're American citizens, and and I have a real hard time rash uh, rationalizing how we can bring in people from other countries when we're not even taking care of the 853 homeless here in Little Rock, 150 of those being veterans who fought for this country. That I can't rationalize that. Th- those people should be our priority.
0: Well, that's and what first the and government's forward. supposed to do. First thing it's supposed to do is take care of its citizens. It's supposed to protect protect its citizens. That's why I always get mad. When uh, city governments uh, go out and the first thing they do is they say they want to raise money for police and whatever, and then they get the money and then they don't follow up with the police and stuff they say they're going to do. I mean, you shouldn't have to raise taxes to take care of the police. That should be the first thing that you budget to, to make sure the police have enough money. Then you start... Budgeting means that now you look at what else do you need, and you start doing what you're going to do.
1: Well, many of these government programs have created a a dependency on our government that has messed this whole, just like I told you before, the government was never intended to collect taxes and and take care of the poor. No, The poor were supposed to be taken care of by families, individuals, churches. And when the secular government got involved and started... Uh, said we'll take care of the poor then churches started getting getting uninvolved and individuals felt like you know if the government's going to take care of the poor why should we all
0: right that Stop. is
1: not the way it was t- that's t-
0: right it was not and we'll talk about how to get back to the way it was supposed to be i got to get to the news then we're going to talk about refugees as well here on the Dave Ellswick Show. State Senator Gary Stubblefield is sitting in here with me in the studio today and here in the last 25 minutes of the show. Let's get to the topic that everybody wants to hear you talk about, State Senator, and that's this refugee deal. Can you talk about that?
1: Well, uh, you know, I've, I have uh, I've been opposed to it from the very beginning because of the fact that we have so many homeless here in the state of Arkansas. And like I said before, 853 in the city of Little Rock. And some of those are not far from the governor's mansion. And uh, we drive by them every day. And why, uh, like I said, I, I have a hard time rationalizing why we're not taking care of those and bringing in uh, refugees from other countries. And once those refugees, I'm sure a lot of people understand, but the transportation costs to get those refugees here, and then once they land at their initial placement, they are given an apartment, they are given uh, uh uh, set up a doctor's appointment to meet, take care of their medical needs. They're given a translator. They are given food uh, that matches the food that they came from in their culture. They're given clothes that are environmental clothes. If it's wintertime, they're giving clothes here. They're also given cash uh, to buy other things. Uh, access to other services that people here, homeless here in Little Rock, do not have. Or any other city in the state of Arkansas. the, kind of the
0: doctors to be to have their health completely checked out, and if they need any help as far as medicines or anything, that's all given to them freely.
1: Right, and I talked to uh, some homeless people over by the Salvation Army today on Cross Street, who told me that they had uh, a couple of more bipolar had been diagnosed as being bipolar, and uh, they said that the medicine that they were on was helping them a lot, and then they they cut it off. They couldn't get it. Could no longer get it, and that's a real problem because these people could. I really believe they could be productive people. A lot of those people don't want to be where they're at, and we need to be helping those people. Well, the Salvation
0: Army does a great job over there if they can get them into the 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 system because they they work towards making them, you know, productive citizens. They do. They do. do It's one. That's one of the organizations I have no problems giving money to because they 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 get, they don't give handouts they give hand ups you right. know they're taking people up they're they're, take, they're doing it the right way but you're right i i want to talk about canopy for just a second a lot of people don't realize that there's money
1: in refugees well there's money in refugees and the thing about it <clears throat> is if we take care of the people here in our own state we don't have to hire a government contractor to to pay these people and set up all these different amenities and services for them. Right. We can do that right here and keep the government out of it. The government. The government was never set up to take care of the poor. Now, like I said before, their responsibility was to make sure that their uh, their our inalienable rights are, are protected, not infringed upon, and that we get justice. That's it. Uh, Opportunity
0: is what this country offers. All right. Exactly. Whether you want to grab it and take it is
1: up to you. But big government wants dependency. That, oh, and yeah. it's all about it's all about power and it's uh all about control and it's about money. That's
0: you're, what it's always been. You're, about. you're exactly right. You were telling me and and look, the people who are with canopy, I do not I will not deny that there's probably the people who started that had a great idea of we can help these people that are in you know these crap holes in other areas. I won't say it the way the president said it because I'd get fired. But uh, you know these these cesspools that these people are at, and uh, and uh, and pull them out of it and bring them somewhere where they have a, a real opportunity. However, I do believe that the people at somewhere along the line, when the when the money begins to flow into the organization from the federal government and they start making a, a good paycheck off of it that just like because here I guess I got I got to do some religious statements here man's a fallen creature and and he'll take something that sounds like it's going to be good and he'll get greedy and 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 all the other things that go along with being a fallen creature and the the reason that the 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 thing started will get all kinds have been out of shape so that those people still get their money. And and I see that uh, with places like Canopy. How much did you say that they get a year from the federal government?
1: Uh, you looked you know, it up. I, I, I did look it up. I pulled up <laughs> the 990 forms, and I think in 2018 they took in, uh, and they had it listed all on one line. And I'm not saying that they're doing anything corrupt. I'm, no, no, I'm wrong. not saying that. I, I have that. no idea. But I'm, I'm sure they,
0: it's all well above the law.
1: Yeah, they took in, I think, with donation, grants, and uh, gifts around four hundred thousand. Okay. Seventeen and eighteen uh, each of those years. How much and to spend run? It? About half half of that on the expenses to, so, to run it. Yeah.
0: Okay, that's my question. All right. Yeah. That's that's my my question to spend. Well, about,
1: uh, it's like some of the other charitable organizations, you know, the 501c3s. We can we can go all the way from PETA and HSUS to uh, a lot of these other charitable sure. organizations that cost a lot of money. Ninety-three cents out of every dollar you give goes to administrative costs.
0: Yeah, but they, that they say that, you know, they're non-profits. Right. And let me tell you what, there's a whole lot of profit. Yeah, when the CEO's making
1: $5 million a year.
0: Yeah, see, there's... That's that's what I'm talking about—the fallen nature of man. Mm-hmm. That's that that's exactly what happens. So you got all this money, all right? That that's kind of flowing through these these uh, organizations. And do I have anything against refugees? No, I've I've made the point on the air that if they want to bring people here, who put a, a bullseye on their back by helping the U.S. military. And I'm all about it. I mean, I, I think that that can be done. I think it should be paid for by the military out of their budget and not, you know, that's taxpayers money. I agree with that, but at least we're not going to tax people even more to, to, to make it be taken care of and you know, take care of the people that were interpreters for military men and women, you know, out in the, the boonies of Afghanistan or Iraq or whatever. And, these people know that the Taliban is or Al Qaeda is trying to hunt them down and kill them now. I don't have any problem with giving them refuge uh, in our in our country. Uh, Coptic Christians and people like that, if I know they're Jesus followers, uh, I think the church should be taking care of them. I mean, that this is what we're talking about. They're always wanting more money. They don't need more. There's plenty of money already there. It's just that the people that should be taking care of it are not being allowed to take care of it.
1: Right, right, and and like I said the other morning during the meeting, there was not there's not a person in that uh, Big Mac uh, room that has a problem with uh, immigrants who come in or refugees come in. And I know these refugees have been vetted and they're legal. They don't have a problem with that as long as they uh, adopt our constitution. They believe in our laws.
0: Assimilate. They do
1: not assimilate. They do not bring in their flag and tromp on our flag while they're waving their flag. And they assimilate and not congregate in communities of their own culture and start setting up their own court system and legal system and operate under those like they have in various communities across this country and are doing so now. And as a result result of that, we have two uh, congresswomen from Minnesota who who wouldn't take the oath of office on the Bible?
0: No, nope, but not. on the Koran. That's right.
1: And now, in both of these are terrorist sympathizers <clears throat> who uh, wanted the flags flown at half staff because we killed a a, a, terrorist. a terrorist who had killed hundreds and hundreds, taken hundreds and hundreds of American lives, and who knows how many more he would have taken. Wanted the flag, the United States flag, flown at half staff.
0: You know what I did when I heard he was dead? I I smiled. That's what I did. I smiled. So did yeah. Tom Cotton. I'm sure Senator Cotton smiled I'm, I'm when sure he, he, he was too. dead. There was a lot of Americans smiled. That's right, because he was killing people in in the, he was going
1: to kill more people.
0: And over in the Irania in Iran, he was killing his own people. Yep. He killed fifteen hundred at a demonstration not too many weeks ago. Soleimani was an evil, evil, evil man. He That's, needed to die. There's no doubt about it. And we have problems eradicating rats, and we shouldn't have problems eradicating rats. When yeah. I got rats in my house, I kill them. I get rid of them. I don't catch them and release them again. I kill <laughs> them.
1: That's kind of what we do on the farm, too,
0: Dave. <laughs> That's the way it's <laughs> supposed to be. I'm just saying it should be that way. Uh, the state senator is going to be with us until 4 o'clock. I want to come back and talk further about the refugee uh, story and what's going on. You know, there's. I've been seeing several different – um, uh, things on the newspaper, the the local. Uh, I'm trying to think. It's not the Dim Gas; it's the other one. Um, but yeah, the Arkansas Times ran a a poll. Do you you support the refugee program? And it's been overwhelmingly against. And you would think it might be for because you got so many, you know, liberals reading the paper, and it's not. They're against it, and. Uh,
1: it was like ninety percent against. Yeah,
0: him. I mean, and and I wonder what's the governor thinking? You know, when we come back, we'll we'll sit and talk. I'm, you know, I don't know if the if you've had discussions with him about what he thinks about all this, and now that people are rising up about it, but I I don't know if is, is there any turning back for the governor? We'll find out when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick show. All right, back. Let's finish up with State Senator with us now here on the Dave Ellswick Show. So where are we on the refugee thing? I mean, basically the gov the uh, the president's executive action put this in the governor's court and he's he was going to make the decision. I just think it's interesting. Now he says he he let the pro tem and the speaker know about this and that evidently the pro tem and the speaker ha- didn't tell the caucus is about it. I haven't gotten the pro tem or the speaker to answer my questions about that. I don't know if they were told or they weren't told. What's your, what's your, what are you hearing? Were they told or weren't they told?
1: I have no, I, you know, I, I, all I can say is what the governor said, that he notified the speaker and the uh, pro tem, but no one notified me. I found out about it on social That's media. That's what I'm
0: saying. It, it, it's what it, it just blows my mind. But. Th- now, you all weren't notified.
1: The, well, the executive order that came down from President Trump, I mean, specifically stated that this would be a decision that would be up to the governor and the local government where these people were going to be located, not a uh, uh, canopy organization, but the local government. In other words, a county judge or the quorum court had to make that decision. So he had to get approval from from those before this uh, agreement could be complete, or he had to get back in touch with uh, Secretary of State Pompeo. But, you know, the order, the executive order from from President Trump also gave the governors, every governor, the option to opt out of this.
0: Yeah, Texas has.
1: Texas opted out. And I really I really believe that President Trump was a little shocked that uh, 17 or 18 of these, these conservative so-called governors uh, – Decided to take part in this, and um, but they had they did have the option to, to opt out. Okay, so uh, is it so far
0: along now that there's it, it's a done deal?
1: I think it is. I don't think there's anything uh, the legislature uh, any that we can do. Is I think it's pretty much over with. When you sent that letter in with here, the consent of the local government and the
0: senator, here's my question: If you were governor, <clears throat> excuse me, if you were governor. And the President of the United States puts that executive order out. As governor, wouldn't you think that you would go and talk to the legislature? I mean, I understand you're the one that makes the decision. However, wouldn't you want to know what the people are thinking?
1: The first thing I would do would would be to to get the pulse of, of all the people in the state of Arkansas as to where they stand on this issue, because it's going to affect every one of them, in some way, but I certainly would uh, get the the entire 35 body, member of the legislature together, and get their pulse. Uh, But that didn't happen.
0: No, it didn't, and and, and it shocks me that it
1: didn't. Didn't happen, and I don't know how the other governors of the other states handled it. I think Governor Hutchison said he was meeting with other governors. uh, How about meeting with the legislature? They were discussing this very (laughs) issue when, when he was Made the decision to do it. I think so.
0: Yeah, I I just think you know, that I, it's I, something like that it's gonna it's gonna be something that resoundingly plays across uh, the state. And I mean, from I've listened to that meeting that you guys had on Monday, and I I basically heard the governor say to the people who were saying about their counties and things of that nature, "Well, we're not coming to your counties anyway because we know that we couldn't bring refugees to you." Kind of a dismissive thing, the way he said it.
1: Yeah, and why Northwest Arkansas?
0: Well, it's one of the most liberal. Uh, to have as many Republicans as they have up there, to have that kind of liberalism around the U of A is amazing to me.
1: Well, yeah, that, and but the school systems up there, and I've talked to some of the people in those they are stressed to the limit. They really are stressed to the limit with, uh, you know, like I said the other day, and I know that, the Arkansas Times call me a demagogue. I I consider that a compliment uh, coming from them. That's fine. I have no problem with that because I'm not a demagogue. Yeah, uh, I don't do this for uh, my own personal I know you benefit. Don't.
0: Getting but him on anyway, the air is tough sometimes. Let me tell you.
1: But anyway, uh, the schools are stretched to the limit uh, with you know with finding people to do uh, interpreters and and a lot of those people I read. <laughs> I read the statistics coming from the National uh, Refugee and Immigrant uh, Council, and it said that like thirty percent after they've been here five years, thirty percent of uh, of the males, no, not thirty percent, thirty percent of all of them after they've been here still do not speak any English. Wow! And uh, a big a big portion of those still do not have any employment either. So there's a lot of there's a lot of misinformation going on out there that people don't. They need to get the truth about well, these that, numbers. Well, that
0: big report came from the U.N., you sure. know
1: that. Yeah, and I trust the U.N. about as much as I...
0: I don't trust the U.N., <laughs> and I know you don't either. It's no, some people would like to crazy. chop that
1: block off and let it float.
0: I agree. Out. Let it go out into the harbor. That would be a good place for it. So what are you seeing coming up here in the future? Are, are Do we have a governor who's ready to... to To cut government, I I assume not, since he's pressing for a half-cent sales tax to be added to the Arkansas Constitution. I mean, I I could talk with him about a sales tax, but I can't talk to him about adding it to the Constitution. I will vote against that every day.
1: That's forever. Yeah. That's forever. And, uh, you know, I've seen the— Revenue po- report on the uh, internet sales tax came in way above project- projection. Oh, did it really? Yeah, it was uh, somewhere along thirty-five million. Wow, twenty-five or thirty. Anyway, it was it was. You know, we were told early on it might bring in ten or fifteen million, but just bringing in, Why don't we use that money? I agree. Why don't we use that money for infrastructure? And I think there's other sources. I think Julie Mayberry had some good ideas about. Uh, paying for these roads. I agree with that, too. Yeah, there, there's some other ideas out there without passing along a permanent half-cent sales tax, and people say, well, how much is that going to cost? Well, it's going to cost you $200 million a year.
0: Yeah, I think it was Reagan who said that uh, you know, governing is tough. People who do not govern tax, and I believe that wholeheartedly. The money <laughs> is there. It's just that you got to make some Difficult decisions at times.
1: Well the the thing about this tax is the people have an opportunity to vote themselves a tax cut. Yep. This is an opportunity for the citizens to vote themselves a tax cut without the legislature being involved. Yeah. So I voted against this being put on the ballot.
0: It's three hundred million dollars a year, Senator.
1: Now between two and three hundred.
0: Yeah. It's incredible. It's a huge amount of money. That's why I always say, somebody says, well, Dave, it's only 1%. And I go, how do you get to a billion dollars? And they go, what? I go, one, two, yeah. <laughs> by ones." That's the way you get, or you can do it by halves if you want to. A half. It it's it, it all adds up to huge amounts of money. Yeah. So I hope that the, the people of Arkansas will vote that down. And now you come back to you guys and you have to govern. And then you you work out the the budget so that we don't have to raise taxes. The money's there. It's just you gotta you gotta govern. That's what it comes down to. Right. I know you will. I know there's a lot of other people who will. And I don't know if the, some of the main people will though. That's the, that's the question because that's tough. And sometimes it's not popular.
1: Well, we've got to get we've got to get we the people back involved. You know, people have got to start voting and getting educated on what they're voting on and who they're voting for.
0: You know, I mentioned that the other day when somebody told me that they thought about 35 or 40 people showed up for that meeting. And I said, let me tell you a good story about Tennessee when they were trying to give them a state income tax. You know what changed the governor's mind about pushing that? When they had 10,000 people show up at the Capitol building, all of a sudden he didn't want an income tax all that much anymore. That's what's got to happen.
1: Exactly. Well, the same thing happened in Virginia with the Second Amendment.
0: I'm going to be, you know, Jan's going to that. She's going to call in on Tuesday and tell us how it's going. They're expecting 70,000 people to to rally around the Second Amendment. That might
1: change some of those legislators. I
0: sure think it probably will. That would be very, very interesting about that. Senator, it's always a pleasure thank you for please know that you have a seat here at the table of the dave Ellswick show whenever you want you just give me a call thanks dave we'll get you on all right we got to take a break duck and joe are on their way to talk about cars we do that every week that's next here at 101.1 fm the answer the home of rush limbaugh